what did this push, push business process analyst do? Well, she was an attachment of our team and she interviewed every key personnel involved in the business and she essentially extracted the processes. She diagrammed it out, um, wrote notes and we kind of like had a, it was more like a, a, a manual, you know, we, we, she created, she helped us create a process manual which we update every quarter. But most importantly, try and look at it daily, weekly, you know, monthly and quarterly and look at it from various angles, you know, from various segments. Sometimes the aggregate doesn't tell the story all the time. So zoom in, zoom out, look at it from different perspectives, right? And um, and then make effective decisions. So on today's episode, you're going to hear the good, the bad and the ugly of our e-commerce acquisition we made back in September 2022. It's six months on. You've got to hear this one. This is the 2X e-commerce podcast hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello there. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth for e-commerce. We have been on air since November of 2014, and we were just going. We, We keep going. It's all about consistency. Right. For those who are tuning in for the first time and um, don't know who I am, I am Kone Campbell. I'm your host. Uh, Each week, the typical format of this podcast is I interview people who I deem to be experts, um, people who I deem will add value, people who I deem will change um, the way you operate your e-commerce businesses, the way you turn up as an employee or an agency supporting an e-commerce business. that's what we do. We bring really, really interesting guests. But I made a promise um, back in January of the January January twenty twenty three this year, uh, actually the thirtieth of January, that I would catch up with you guys from time to time and you know kind of give you an insider view, give you my reflections on on you know what what what, what we do. Um, for those of you who don't know what I do, I'm, you know, the, the podcast is one of the things I do. I am a consultant. I used to be a consultant. I used to be like a full-time customer acquisition consultant, basically. And I used to essentially buy traffic. I had a small team, still do have a small team. Um, and we essentially will buy, buy media buying, essentially. At, along with a plethora of other things like conversion rate optimization and advice on e-commerce growth in general. Last year, I transitioned to operating, um, running, co-founding a company called Octelion. And what we do is we we acquire good-for-you food and beverage companies, um, small companies that is, and we are looking to scale and grow them over time. So um, that's what um, Octillion is. We focus in the food and beverage space as well as in the skin skincare brand. We have one brand in our portfolio and we're looking to add another two this year. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, so since, since January 
which is the final episode of season seven. You're listening to season eight now. We're in season eight. We're in, you, this should be episode nine, I think, in, in season eight. Um, we've had Jake Kyles. Um, we've had um, William Harris. We've had Peter Beckman from Tread. We've had Micah Baddy. We've had Yong Su Shong. We've had Maris Lazar from Tidio all phenomenal speakers with with very interesting insights some from from operators some from an agency perspective others from um from a finance perspective and you know others from from a tech perspective so the the different ways to to help you grow um i, I i've just learned a lot thus far and, and i wanted to reflect today essentially on Lessons we've learned. So we just to give you some context. So back in September 2022, Ayo and myself, Ayo Desu and myself, he actually came on this show last year, about that time last year. We we successfully acquired a um a a, a, a brand. It's a superfood and a coffee brand combined together, like two sub brands in, in one company combined together called Lean Caffeine and Clean and Pure. They're an Amazon first business. We, we acquired them in September. The deal size for those listening in the US was about a million dollars. And um, and then it was about 800 or so thousand pounds. At the time, it was exciting for us. Um, it was a huge milestone um, for, for, for us. And we proceeded to to acquire to to start to operate this this business. Now, being Amazon first, as you know. I'm a D2C person, you know, all in all, I'm, I'm a D2C person. And one of the, our mission, well, one of the things we want to do, one of our objectives rather, is to to obviously transition revenue of this business from being exclusively um, or almost exclusively Amazon to, 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 to it having some direct-to-consumer, you know, um, revenue like for like, if not more, um, as well as also working on direct sales. So direct sales uh, being um, sales to, to B2B, as well as sales to, to retail. That's more longer term play, but um, the B2B is, is coming fairly soon. So why do I want to to give you why this episode? Why why do you guys want to hear? What do I want to share in this episode? I want to share certain things we've done. I want to reflect on what we've done since September to date, and I want to give you the good, the bad, and and the ugly. You know, post post acquisition and our plans moving forward. Um, kind of give you a little bit of an update, and then. Next week, you will get a, a typical interview. We have some phenomenal guests next week. So let's jump right in. Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Today, I'd like to introduce you to the highest rated live chat app on Shopify called Tidio. Tidio is a robust and highly versatile live chat and customer success platform that enables you to provide personalized shopping experiences, increase customer satisfaction and sales, and manage all your communication channels on a single dashboard. It also lets you automate up to 47% of recurring questions enabled by its deep Shopify integration. Not only is Tidio great for increasing customer satisfaction and sales, but it is also budget-friendly. 
With the TDO Plus plan, you get a dedicated customer success manager, personalized training sessions, and more. As an e-commerce coach and operator, I consistently recommend TDO to other e-commerce operators and have it installed on our brand websites. I've seen the benefits firsthand, so I definitely recommend that you check it out. TDO powers over 300,000 brand websites, including companies like Shell, Wellbot, and Value Furniture. To take control of your customer relationships today, that would in turn supercharge your growth and set the stage for success, head to tidio.com forward slash 2x. That is T-I-D-I-O dot com forward slash 2x. A special discount on Tidio Plus for 2x e-commerce podcast listeners awaits you. So one of the things we, we've done um, and one of the things, so if you're to acquire an e-commerce business, um, one of the things you should do, we had a conversation with, um, with a potential investor last year. We didn't go through the, his, his investment didn't come through. But one of the things he, he asked us was like, what would you, because he's a lot more like a traditional acquisition person. He actually acquires laundromats and, um, you know, petrol stations, that sort of acquirer, you know, or um, some corner shops and all of that stuff. So one of the questions he asked was like, what would you guys do in the first 12 months of running the business? And I went gung-ho. I was like, we'll do this, we'll do that. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll change this, we'll change that. And it was like, he just looked at us and was like, huh. He, he, he paused and he was like, well coming from where he's coming from, giving us his unique perspective, he is like, he'll do nothing. And that to me was like counterintuitive. How the heck would you do nothing? As in, so what trajectory do you want the business to go upwards or downwards? How can you do nothing? And he's like, it's really simple. He'll do nothing because he's listening more than he's doing. He needs to know what is going on. As in, he needs to know exactly what is going on in the business. And once he gets the, the ebbs and flows of the way business works, both operationally from a marketing standpoint, sales and all of that stuff, he can start to make master moves. In fact, that is the point of absorption and that's the point of strategy planning. I was like, it makes sense, but kind of it kind of does not make sense. So obviously from my marketing agency point of view or perspective, clients will come to you for you to change stuff, to change the trajectory of a business through marketing. It's, it's just that simple. We are, you know, generating 200 sales a day and we want to grow this, you know, this order volume to 500 sales a day. That's the typical remit and our target, you know, cost per, per acquisition is, is X. And for me, it's like, how can you apply those principles, which which is a pretty solid thesis, into an existing business you acquire? That that just makes makes sense, right? So, my takeaway from it is, you know, um, or should I just step back a little bit and say, sometimes when people say give you advice, you don't necessarily need to go one hundred percent in advice, but you could take certain things away from that advice, and that's that's what I did. My thoughts are like, let's try and get to know this business like deeply. And so we did what not many acquirers do, which is we got a process analyst, essentially. Now, what did this business process analyst do? 
Well, she um, was an attachment of our team and she interviewed every key personnel involved in the business. And she, she essentially extracted the processes. She diagrammed it out, um, wrote notes, and we kind of like had a... a um, it's more like a, a, a manual, you know, we, we, she created, she helped us create a process manual, which we update every quarter, right? So right now, if you, if you ask me, okay, how's the supply chain for this particular product or what, what does it, what goes into it? I just need to go to a file essentially and look at what happened. I know the suppliers, I, I would know, you know, who puts it together, you know, um, I would know, um, what the lead times are. Um, I'll know the cost, cost of goods, everything. Thing is like, we can't just put these things in our brain, right? We have to sort of have a, an external brain. So just documenting what was going on, what the heck was going on in the business was so critical. It took us, it took us many, many weeks. I'd say it took us a full quarter to really get everything on board, not a quarter, maybe eight weeks, eight weeks or thereabouts, two months. But um, it was critical. It was absolutely critical to to just capture what was going on. And um, that time, you know, got us to say, okay, this is, this is how we're going to put a plan together. Um, and, and that forms formed the foundation of our of our plan of our next steps. So we didn't go gong ho and say we're going to you know um, change the website and, and do all of that stuff. Yes, all that needs to be done, but we just needed to understand how the business works, particularly given the fact that neither I/O nor myself are Amazon experts. So we also just for your, for some context, we also hired an, an e-commerce manager, Victor, who got in, in place essentially to, to really, really, you know, essentially help us, you know, out with, um, with, with, with managing the whole, you know, Amazon bits. And then it was left to us asking him the right questions, right? Okay. So without going into too much detail, what was the second thing, sec second key thing we've done, um, I'd say over this course of um, acquiring the business, I'd say the second thing is customer research. So we're still in the, in the phase of like, I'm still speaking to the phase of knowing about the business as in like really knowing about the business. And one is capturing processes. The second bit about knowing about the business is knowing the customers of the business. And so we, we, we've obviously conducted deep customer research, um, understanding why people actually buy the brand, you know, so this brand has about 36% returning customer rates retention. So why do these 36% of people come back again and again and again? Obviously with Amazon, you can't reach out to, you know, this 36% of people because Amazon doesn't allow you, you know, reach out to their customers. So we, we had to lean on, um, on our, on our customer data and it painted a picture. It, it really, really painted a picture. We, 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 we crystallized our understanding of the brand core as is, right? We, we, we started to understand, okay, this is the messaging in the brand that has worked 
this is what people have hooked onto in the messaging and this is why they continue to patronize us. And I think that in itself was very, very empowering for, for us, really empowering for us to understand um, you know, just our customers. And, and that has informed um, every marketing partner we've had or we intend to have also um, need to just need to get, 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 get a grasp of this information. So when they are crafting their messages externally, it's, it's in sync with, with that temper, temple, if, if that makes sense. And I'd implore you to to do that. Sometimes we lose our bearing um, from a um, a lot of brands lose their bearing, um, they lose their direction, they lose their core, and um, they don't know. So you know, with customer research, you know, um, it's 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 important to, to 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 really get that feel again from customers and you know know their why. And I found that really, really empowering and I implore you to to do that. Right. What else have we done? Um, I think we have been brand first. Um, what do I mean by brand first? Brand first means reworking our words first. It means reworking our marketing message first. It means, you know, um, just figuring out how we turn turn up visually to the public and it's something that we're doing. It's still work in progress. Um, it, it's it's just super important to to understand. Um, and it's not just visual first. It's actually words first. <laughs> it's it's words first. Uh, you need to really articulate and conceptualize what you are in words. And, and really believe that in words and then give every other partner that remit that this is what you are, right? So we, we understand where with, with this acquisition, we're good for you brand, you know, a good for you brand, you know, clear ingredient lists, no, no rubbish, right? No baddies in, in our ingredient list, clean and pure. And every other thing, sort of every other decision, whether it's an operational decision, whether it's a product sourcing decision, whether it's a marketing decision, is is founded on on those on that core, on those words, right? So that's been really, really critical, very important for us um, to be brand first. Third thing is finance is key. Um, we we go into the market in. <laughs> in uh, in September last year, and we could start to see the temple, you know, in the in the in the capital markets. It was just you know, um, it was it was a wrong season, right? That's what people would say. Um, so we we essentially have um, that finance is so important, and the use of debt is important. So um, I, I brought some um, Peter Beckman from Tread. We've been, you know, customers of Tread. Tread is like a, it's, 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 it's similar to like an invoice financing. They, their, their verbiage is more supplier financing. So we, we do that to sort of buy time. Um, we, <laughs> finance is, is important really. Um, and, and I or my, my business partner handles a lot of, you know, the finance. We're building relationships with our bank building relationships with suppliers, you know, um, just looking at our cash conversion cycle, 
very important, really, really important to, to get a hold on finance. And then, you know, without a blink of an eye, monthly financial statements, we, we look at the data, the finance data, you know, I look at the finance data, I look at sales data on a daily basis. It's just, you, you just have to, you, you have to look at things on a, on a daily, but most importantly, try and look at it daily, weekly, you know, monthly and quarterly and look at it from various angles, you know, from various segments. Um, sometimes the aggregate doesn't tell the story all, all the time. So zoom in, zoom out, look at it from different perspectives, right? And um, and then make effective decisions, right? And it's always good. It, for me, it's having a co-founder is is really good to to bounce, you know, um, ideas off and, you know, get data off and, you know, just balance things out. Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Let's talk about the importance of retention in e-commerce growth and the role that marketing automation plays in achieving it. When it comes to marketing automation, the gold standard platform for e-commerce is Klaviyo. I've been using Klaviyo since 2017 and I've watched it evolve from an email-only platform to a unified customer platform with integrated email and SMS capabilities. Not only have I watched it evolve, but I've been able to use Klaviyo to roll out highly targeted messaging flows to VIPs and high-risk customers who are about to churn and even implement on-site behavior-triggered message flows, all with high deliverability rates. I've never once had to worry about not being able to use Klaviyo for even my wildest automation and optimization dreams because Klaviyo has deep integration with my tech stack with over 300 integrations. It's no wonder why over 100,000 brands trust Klaviyo, including big names like Glossier, Iconic London, Wilkinson Sword, Italis, Grind, and Blender's Eyewear. And at Octelian, where we acquire digital native brands in both the health and beauty and the food and beverage industries, we use Klaviyo in our portfolio brands like Lean Caffeine. With Klaviyo, you will have a single platform to personalize at scale and connect with your customers to grow more profitably and sustainably on your own terms without having to rely on expensive strategies like paid advertising. So don't wait. Try Klaviyo today and take control of your e-commerce growth. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash 2x. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. If you're looking to take your e-commerce growth to the next level, I highly recommend checking out Recharge for your recurring payments and subscription management needs. With Recharge, you'll be able to streamline your recurring payments, create predictability, and even further automate your business. So don't wait. Get started with the subscription platform trusted by over 50 million subscribers across the world. Try Recharge today and see how it can help you retain your customers and grow your business. So head over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x.
Great. Um, what's the next thing we've done? Um, SKUs. We, we've looked at SKUs, um, you know, products. We're just continuing some products. Um, we've doubled down. Um, one thing we've done is, which which has worked phenomenally well on, on Amazon, is just looking at um, existing products that are doing well. And we're saying, okay, how many variations do we have there? You know, and um, vert- horizontally expanding basically with with products with um with with variations rather with variations so so say we have um, a single bag of say 400 you know gram um 400 gram coffee um we could we 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 we're creating um, a one kilo variation of that um so we give customers who want to buy value you know a an opportunity and um that also is is reflected in price and their price savings. So just those small hacks are increasing order volume, which I think, you know, um, people focus on marketing, marketing, marketing. But if you look inward, sometimes there are efficiencies you can establish to, to, to really help. The, the other is um, connecting with suppliers. I mentioned this earlier, um, which is just trying to, 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 to see if you can... Um, you know, one thing is you think that you can, um, you could, the, what I mentioned in the context of suppliers prior was more around the, you know, finance, but, but really it's about relationships. It's about relationships. Imagine if you're with a supplier um, and the supplier has, I always picture this, is my relationship strong enough for a supplier in the event that they have their last, say, thousand units? And they have an option of customers they want to give it to. I will be the first, you know, customer they choose. And it's it's not a popularity context. It's just how do you really genuinely build relationships? We've shared our vision with them, our ethos with them, and we want to continue to nurture those relationships, you know, with with suppliers, um, and and essentially grow you know, grow and grow and grow. So, so supplier, supplier, supplier relationships are, have been really important, really, really important. Right. And, and those are the major things, major, major points I wanted to make. There are many other things I will catch up with. Um, we were working on like two, <laughs> two major things right now. I don't want to discuss t- right now till till um, certain milestones have been hit if you like this episode this format of the episode let me know I, I i like it a lot in terms of the i feel i'm speaking to you guys uh, if you found any value you know hit the follow button on your on your um, podcasting app i i believe um if you're listening to this on on apple podcast you you have the ability to to leave us a review. Um, if you listen to this on on Spotify, um, I think Spotify now allows a star, just a star selection review. You, you can't write a review per se, but you could just leave us a, a five star, four star. That is if if this has been you know of value, obviously to you. I'll continue to do these episodes every now and then, so you you sort of gauge how we're doing and I can give you tips. I can give you what we're seeing um, from, from our, from our unique, you know, um, point of view. And I'd like to hear you, you know, reach out to me. Some, some people have reached out to me on, on, on our Twitter. 
Um, others have reached out to me by email directly. My email is kunle at um, 2xecommerce.com. And yeah, I believe that's it. Enjoy the rest of the week and ta-da, catch you later. Cheers.